Voice America Sports Channel. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, always, we have a great show. Just want to give um, everybody a special thing. For tomorrow, for Thanksgiving, hope you have a safe, you know, Thanksgiving and everything. And you know, just good evening, not to eat too much. But uh, my guest this week, uh, it's kind of funny because uh, I was able to be, uh, be able to coach with this gentleman. I mean, he makes football for the NFL, and um, to me, I was just sitting down and talking. I've been trying, he was trying to get up with me. I'm, Missing them, but I love to introduce my guest, Mike Davis. You know, Mike? Mike's big. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. Good. Cold a little bit. Good to have you on the show, Mike. Right, right. Glad to be here. Well, Mike, before we start off, tell all the listeners out there, you know, what you think college ball and the pros and uh, what you're doing now. Okay, um, I'm from Dallas, Texas, went to Brian Adams. High school from there went to uh University of North Texas, uh mean Joe Green. <laughs> Left there, went out to San Diego uh, for a short period of time and uh learned a lot of things out there and then actually uh went up to uh got released went up to Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which was very, very cold at another state. They couldn't play up there because it's just too cold and I actually be trading to the Las Vegas Posses. I don't know if you guys remember when it was um Canadian teams in the state. Uh, Ron Myers and uh, Leonard Jewish used to run that team in Las Vegas. So I was out there for a couple of years and uh, decided to go back to school to get my degree and got a call from uh, one of the famous coaches, Galen Hall from Florida. He was an arena football coach down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Played down there three years with him and uh, still wanted to play some more and I asked uh, to get traded to uh, the Arizona Rattlers. I played under Danny White for two years, and I retired in 97. At this point, uh, I have my own uh, training business, GNN uh, Wellness and Fitness, and also I'm a nutrition and strength and conditioning coach for the Hill School in Pottstown, PA, at the present time. And doing well, you know. You know body hurts a little bit from playing, but you know, overall doing well. Yeah, Mike, before we get into uh, I want to talk about a lot of things in the NFL, but you did a little scouting at the USA camp. Kind of tell us, um, when you go and do scouting, what are they looking for and what are, you know, you out there you see? 
Okay, uh, what uh, what the scouts, what we do is uh, we pretty much write down everything that the coach at the present time is teaching, the different starts and stands, the different lingo, the different uh, uh, the bio that they bring. So we go back to the room and write everything down. What I'm looking for is more like um, consistency of coaches saying the same thing to the same players all the time. Nothing is different. Uh, the, the, the lingo can be different. The terminology almost got to stay the same. Uh, give an example, you know, when we say uh, slicing, that can also go with cut, uh, you know, wrong arm, which is the right terminology. But a lot of kids, a lot of coaches want to use a different slang for it, and that's fine. We go back and, and write that on a, a skill sheet, and then we talk to the parents about, you know, the different fundamentals that they probably need to get the kids into. Uh, you know, I'm a big health nut, so I'm always saying nutrition, Make sure you're in the gym lifting. Uh, you have to do your three lifts. Um, stay away from the the, the P man and the uh, the the T twenty five. All those uh, different movements, which uh, all the calisthenic and auxiliary movements that we do always. So they just took it to a totally different level now. That's in the gym. But USA football is kind of unique because we do all technique teaching. They don't do any forty yard dash or we don't go into the, 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 the rooms and watch film. It's just a lot of technique over and over and over for those three days. I think it's a good situation, though. Mike, I had a um, player um, about a month or so ago, and we talked about all the different camps people have, and he was saying some camps are not beneficial to kids. Do you believe that? People just having camps will be having? Well, it all, well it's... it's there's a lot of camps out there. I think all camps are uh, um, uh, come across as a good camp. I think it goes, you have to look at who's running the camp, who's the teachers. You can't have a math teacher teaching a kid starts and stand where you can go get a pro or you can go get, you know, uh, uh, somebody that's experienced in the game. Uh, what I've been running across is a lot of coaches have no business out there teaching in the fundamentals because I'm I'm one of those guys. What did you do? Now, I teach defensive end because I was an All American defensive end. I know how to rip. I know how to you know splash and I do. I can teach all the all the different fundamental hand movements. You know when white was. We can do all that teaching. I've been doing this for a couple of years for USA football, and I see that their camps are beneficial because what we bring to the table. But there's a lot of camps out there. You got to figure out who's the pros and cons, who's teaching it. I think I think all camps are good. It's just who's teaching the camps. What are you guys going to get out of this right here? That's what you have to ask yourself when you go to camps. Now, some camps, it's just babysitting. Let's run them 40. Let's do some pro agilities. Let's do some uh, vertical jumps. That's all football. That's fine. But that's not teaching. So, you know, when you when you find a camp, you have to find a camp. You know, that's going to work work for that individual. You know, there's some camps like that cost almost a thousand dollars. I mean, is it the higher price or the better camp? Well, I think uh, when you when you start paying that type of money, I think that's prestige. Um, I work with a lot of unfortunate kids, and I'm always saying uh, for my kids, even when I charge twenty five dollars. 
that's too much money. So I tell them just come on anyway. Don't worry about it. But when you start paying a thousand dollars for a camp, that's that prestige. That's that whole my kid is going to get looked at. Let me give you an example. I host a camp, uh, one fifty eight sessions. It looks like eight times a month or whatever. I have kids come to it. But I have parents with sellers send their kid to West Virginia camp, Penn State camp for uh, $2,500 or $1,500 because the parents think that their kid is going to get looked at by those schools. So when those schools put that out there like that, it's only one or two kids getting scholarship to go there for that camp. Everybody else have to pay. That's the biggest myth. But you can't tell the parents because the parents are saying, well, this coach said he's looking at my kid. And I'm like, ma'am. He's not. I totally agree with you, Mike. I tell everybody that I said, just because you send your kids a little big school care, that don't mean nothing, you know. That they're going to get that scholarship, they look at them. And exactly. And like, well, he was invited to come here. But they invite everybody, don't they, Mike? Almost. Right. <laughs> you know, you have to. You, you know, we had a, a camp in Chicago uh, when we met, and they had a camp, uh, they had a Nike camp, and they had a, another Adidas camp or some camp. And one, our camp only had about 100 kids probably, but the Nike camp, they said it had 1,500 kids, and the Adidas camp had, because every time you get some, you go for free. You have to watch the word free. But if, if I'm Nike, I love it because what I'm going to do, I'm going to hand out all Nike gear. And I was, if I'm a kid, I love it. I don't have to pay, but you're not going to get anything out of that. If you're trying to get taught somewhat, you know, a different position, you're not going to get that. You're just going to get funneled through, and you're going to have fun that weekend. But if you are uh, uh, trying to learn something, you, you have to either, either go individual or get with a smaller group. Mike, you think nowadays, I mean, um, the world of sports, I mean, it just really exceeded to, like, I mean, you look at you got all these camps. You have a signing day for high school on TV. Now, you think it's sports? Just what? Um, I mean, say out of this world now. I think they are. I mean, I think that the way they situate their different camps is not for the kid. I think they're looking at an overall. What's the big picture? Number volume. And then we'll go for math later. They'll, they'll teach later. But right now, it's about volume. All, all camps right now is all about volume. It's the same as you want to sit there, all the marathons. I mean, I have nothing against press council, but, you know, if everybody wants to run, uh, run a race, we just set it up and we can all do it. You and I can do the same thing. We can put something together and try to get as many people as we need knowing that it's all about volume. Well, that's what they all look for, you think, right? I think that's, that all they look for is volume. And, and then you have to look at it. There are some parents that they really don't know. So you and I and guys that's true to the game of football, especially like fundamentally, we're always talking about kids. We'll take kids. I'll take kids, and they have no money. I just tell the kid, don't say anything. That's not for everybody to know. I, and that, Nobody doesn't know if you can't pay or not, but I think every kid should be able to go to camp and learn a different uh, skill from a professional. Not saying that you know you get not saying that you can be not be a trash man or I'm picking up trash or I'm I'm swapping floors at a school. 
I'm saying if you go learn it, learn it and know how to do it. You know, we 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 learn we learn a lot. Of, we learn a lot of parents that really don't care about the game; they care about their kid. Yeah. And you know, I'm gonna make sure my kid is right. I know I I get with Camp and Robbins where I grew up, and you know how it is to living out there. The kids don't have money go to camp, and I give them free, and they're like, "Are you crazy?" I'm like, "These are some kids that need that fundamental too. They don't have the money to go to a Penn State to pay. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Right, right. Go to all that, but they want to learn. They need to learn the fundamentals too, and to have that chance. The other people have this pan of dollars and all, but you know. So I mean, I do right. it, and like you said, remember you like, hey, love, get me on board with you know those camps you're doing, you know. Right, right. So one of the things that that, that that's really happened in all of the uh, the states right now, especially with camps. And when you say, like we say, O-line, D-line, or fundamentals, or skill guys, I think what's going on now is they'll take that elite guy, one or two guys, and they'll pull that guy, and then they'll take that guy, but they'll send that guy down to like a Florida State camp, or West Virginia, uh, you know, just like uh, uh, I was down in North Carolina, not knowing that what we do the 707. Mm-hmm. When I'm down there, the only person I see down there is Oregon State, Oregon. I see Brigham Young, and I'm looking like, what are these guys saying? Because they're looking for all the skilled guys. They're not looking. They're not looking for O line, D line. They're looking for those skilled, those fast guys. So I'm looking over the last past six years. How's Oregon State, Brigham Young, uh, the Ducks? Uh, I'm talking about the Beavers. You see, all these guys got either Texas, Florida. North Carolina, South Carolina, only roster. How did they get all those kids? Because we ran those skill camps. And those guys are recruited to go there. That's what they're being recruited. Well, Mike, this is what we're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to keep this rolling, you know. I appreciate you being on the show, Mike. So we'll take right. a break. This is James Lover and Mike on Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest, Mike Davis. You that, Mike? Mike's here. All right. Well, Mike, let's get back in there before we get to but um I, I, I'm kind of amazed because, you know, I'm learning some stuff here. You know, I didn't know about how the scouts and what they look into and, and like, these camps with, like you say, volume, you know, and it's like what they charge. Crazy. But kind of, um, you know, I always have listeners um, email me and, like, parents listen to the show and they get feedback on their kids that's coming out. Everybody want to be in the NFL or the NBA, but kind of tell, you know, talk about how it is to when you're picking a college for a parent, you know, because I tell them, pick where you're going to play and get the education. Am I right, Mike? Are you 100% right? Right now, I'm going through it. I stopped down from Division two to back to the high school level, so I'm in a group now of putting kids in school, so the first thing we do is I even have to get a what can he play? Can he play Division Two? Can he play Division Three? Or can he play Division One? If he only can play Division Two, those are only schools that I'm dealing with that I'm talking to about. This is where you can play. This is where you get your education. Now I got a I got a kid. I got a kid right now that went down to Duke, but don't have the grades for Duke. Can play at Duke, but don't have the grades. But he have the grades for Villanova, Temple. UD, you don't want to play at that level. You have to bring your grades up. So the only way to do that is enroll in Duke, but you're not going to play football. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lose the eligibility year. you got to go through this whole terminology. So when parents come ask me, I tell parents all the time, there is a, there's a different a standard when you start talking about where you want your kid to play. Because every parent thinks their kid ain't going to go to the pros. You know that, right? Every right. parent. And not saying every kid that goes to play football don't get an education because it's not his forefront. I tell kids that should be your forefront. Remember, you playing ball for the institution. The thing they're giving you is an education. You need to get that by the time you get done playing four years of football. Uh, hardship, a red shirt, or whatever. You need to be able to have your papers when you leave the school because if you don't, you have to pay to get you 
degree. So the first thing you should be thinking about is, where I'm going to go to school. Your sophomore year, you should be like almost like where I'm going to school. You need to go visit that school. You don't have to have, you don't have to call them coach to go visit the school to find out if you like the school. Just go visit. And if you like it, then you put your, you know, you put your another foot forward and say, okay, I'm going to call the coach. Then let the coach know you're interested. And then if you're a good ball player, you a scholarship can come, academics, uh, half and half, or however they want to do it. Um, you just have to figure out what works for for you, not the parent has to figure out what to work for the kid. We have to figure out what works for the kid. And I think I that's was, the most important thing right now. I always tell everybody, you know, when I was doing crew like USC, I'm like, why would I want to go there and sit behind five, six receivers? You know what I'm saying, Mike? Right. And go somewhere, you know, education, then you can play. You know what I'm saying? Most kids want to be at the school that's on TV, but you're not getting no play time. Why Why right. that choice, Mike, right? Right. You, you, but you have some kids that they don't have a problem with sitting three or four years to, to, to go to UCLA. I tell kids all the time, if you're trying to go pro or whatever you're going to do, that's just, you know, that's all luck. And you can go to any school. I'm a scout. I'm going to find you. I'm, I'm going to find you. If, you. if you're out there and you're good, a scout's going to find you. And you will get this notice because he's going to bring you to the forefront. They always say, rock sink to the bottom, cream float to the top. Don't worry about it. You just go. If you play Division II football, I'll give you an example. Mountain um, Union University, it's a Division three school, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, they always have one or two DBs come out of there. So if I'm a DB that I know is going to play Division three, I'm going to Mountain Union. Because I know that scouts coming through there looking at them, and hopefully I'm developing myself to be a DB, a, a DB player. So you have to do your homework too. And that's what that that's what comes with a with a high school uh, football coach, a, a head coach, a position coach. He has to know somebody too. You have to have some references, and you have to know people too. But I would never go to school because it's the thing will sit three years. No, I want to play. You hit on something very important. I didn't catch it until, you know, you said something. But you go to camps and you see, I mean, you watch the games and you watch whatever. You never hear nothing about the linemen, defense or offense. Because they say you always hear about the skill position. Now, if I was a, a big guy who come up, I would want to play that position, right, Mike? Because isn't that what they're looking for? But they don't get to know this notoriety that all the skill position get, right, Mike? Right. If y'all get noticed, the, the skills guys are always getting noticed. They the ones that got the they got the, the short sleeve shirt on, looking good out there because they nice later. When you're in the trenches, it's hard to know what you're doing in the trenches. Only way you know it is, I'm a scout. I'm looking at the films. I'm looking at what you're doing with your hand. Are you stepping right? Are you are you doing the right thing down on that three point stand? But a DB, now when he do bad, he get beat by receiver, and he he's, he's noticed. So it's one of those uh, catch twenty two. You know, I want to be noticed, but when I get beat, uh, if I get beat, I, I don't want to be noticed. So uh, O line, D line, never get the rec- recognition that we should get. That's because when you down in them trenches, but everybody know what a game is won. I mean, in the receiver quarter, they're, they're, everybody tell you it's, it's one down on the line, on the down on the line. They know it's one in the trenches. You don't get to know. 
Well, my, um, there's a lot going on in the NFL. I mean, I can't wait to start. Let's start off with RG3. You know, I thought, you know, his first year, he kind of messed himself up with the injury. And, you know, we we don't really know if they told him to play or whatever. But coming back his second year, he talked so much, you know, ran his mouth. Do you think that hurt him? I mean, because the season he having now, it's not looking good for him because he ran his mouth. Uh, uh, you know, but when when you get, I don't want to say ran his mouth, but you know, he, he come out of Baylor and he's very cocky. Then I mean, you know, he, he, he's a good ball player. I think that um, when he came out of Baylor, he already had an ACL problem, and they didn't identify that. But then when he tore his knee up again, um, the coaches, um, it, it, when you don't have that dialogue between a head coach and a football player. And I, I'm wondering, I, you have to have that relationship. I think it plays a very good emotion part on your play. So then you start saying different things. But, you know, RGT was brought up in a good home, uh, mannerism, he's got character and all that. So he, he don't, it's, like, it's not like you need a whole lot of things. I think that guys today, we put them on a pedestal. RG3, uh, Johnny Football, uh, Winston. We put these guys on, on pedestals, and once they fall, they be like, uh-oh. But still, they, I call them babies. They, they're 18, they're 22 years old. They, they, they're not even grown. I mean, I don't even think they, they legal to even drive a car half the time. So now all of a sudden you, you give a kid $7 million. The money plays a big part. Now I'm... I, I, I got it. So it's just that leadership that's in the forefront of it. That he don't have that. That's the problem. Now, I don't. I think somebody's telling him to talk, and I think somebody's telling him not to talk. I think that the problem is he's going with that devil saying, "I'm gonna run my mouth yeah. because I, I'm upset." And, and then, yeah, he has the right to be upset. He has the right to be upset. I mean, who's that? Jerome Bennett or somebody said that. Uh, He's not a leader. I'm trying to figure out. Someone said that uh, AC uh, Green said he's not a leader. Green, um, at the defensive back, said he's not a leader. That, that's his opinion, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is well. This is where you play, love. I played. Uh, I was a leader on my team. Uh, I never followed the quarterback. I'd say this is different. It's a different time now. You know, when I see these, these young guys coming out, uh, Drew Brees and all these guys, and I see all these guys following these guys, I, I, I don't know. I I was a leader. You, you know, I'm going to take you to the promised land. I'm, I'm going to get you there. I just I just never followed the quarterback. So, You're right about that, um, Mike, because for the evil leader was Reggie White, you know? And right, now you know. Now you see everybody following the quarterback because they're getting paid the most money, and they want them right. to be the leader, right? Right, that's it. Right, that that that's what I'm saying. You you would follow guys that that you're looking at, and you're like, okay. And I tell my wife all the time. We always talk. She's like, but I've never seen you follow anyone that that was uh, like uh, on the skill side. It was always like, we we this is the D line. This is the D, this is what we're gonna do. And it's a different mentality. These guys are different now, love. They totally different now. These guys. It's almost like Xbox. 
that 360 is—they <laughs> believe themselves like it's cartoon characters. That's what I'm looking at. Like you guys really think that this is how it's supposed to go? You know, I kind of—you know—you made me think, Mike, because you look at—you got these guys coming out of college. What they 21, 22, and they want them to be a leader of a team? Impossible. It's totally impossible. It's totally impossible. You can't be a leader until you. You have to be almost five years into the league. You don't even. I mean, you you really. I mean, the the time will tell itself. Um, I'm a firm believer, and I tell people all the time. I tell my kids this all the time. You don't have to tell nobody you're a leader. When you walk through the door, they gonna already know that's a leader. You don't have to say anything. You lead by example. You don't have to open your mouth. Just do the right thing, and everybody's going to know you're a leader. Well, my food, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll we'll keep talking. So we want to talk about this is Dan Loving and Mike on Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Everyone is eligible for RX Savings Plus. There's no age or income restrictions and no paperwork. Simply print a card and start saving on your prescriptions. Start saving today. Enroll and print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96 Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a Philly sports fan? Maybe you're local to Philly, or you're a transplanted Philly fan. Either way, you want to check out Philly Sports Jabronis. It's a radio show that has nothing to do with Chicago sports. It's not about NYC, and L.A. can't even muster a football team of their own. It's all about Philly sports, and nothing but Philly sports most of the time. Join your hosts Mike Greger and Joe Dara every Friday at 7 p.m. Philly time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast for the transplants on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass. 
I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk and my guest, Mike. You there, Mike? Mike. Well, I'm glad I didn't lose you. Didn't lose you. Mike, we were talking about, you know, RG3 and leadership, you know. Uh, I know you say you're about, you do, um, into the health and, you know, you into training. And do you think the NFL just got a little bit too soft? I mean, you see the, the, um, penalty that Brooks got on with Drew Brees. I mean, I mean, do you think they just take a little bit too far? Uh, yes, yes and no. Uh, I understand about trying to protect players. But you have to understand, when you suit up on a regular basis, you know the repercussion of what's coming down the line. There's no way that I could stop this 345-pound body coming across the deep line, and you tell me how to get there in 2.7 seconds. How do I pull up? So either I'm going to hurt myself by pulling up. Uh, I'm not trying to hurt him, but on the same token, if he ducked, He's only two twenty or two thirty. That's a lot of force. So the, the 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 different thing, I just don't think they understand the magnitude. It, it's a it's a it's a game that's gladiators. I mean, it, it's only so many guys that can play this game. Everybody can play. That's why they bring in that and a lot of other different things, so everybody can get involved. Fantasy football. But a lot of guys, everybody can play this. This is a very, very vicious game, and I think parents is realizing it. But also hockey is too. Soccer, any sport that you have uh, some type of um, interaction with each other, it's, 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 it's a hard sport. And all referees in the NFL, they're trying to uh, – it's a fine line. You know, how do you stop it? I don't know. I, have, I don't have the answer to that. I don't have the answer. Because, you know, football always going to be violent. I mean, no matter how you try and, you know, put the penalties and the new rules in place, somebody always going to get hit violent. Am I right, man? Right. All the time. So it's a, it's a gladiator sport. Um, I, I remember uh, when uh, uh, Mean Joe Green and, and Dean Green and all these guys played uh, uh, uh um, butts and just running over people and, I mean, I'm just, just looking at Christian O'Coy, 275-pound question through the line, Atwater hit Nobody said anything when Atwater hit him in the hole and pushed him back. But on the same token, you know, he didn't come out with a concussion. Um, but in this game, everybody has a concussion. You know, and I don't know how you can stop how do you How do you stop an impact when that's my job? You know? And people pay money to go sit in those stands and watch those impacts. 
You know, they they, they, yeah. they pay to go. I mean, those tickets are not free, so they pay to go to a stadium to watch two people. I try to outdo one physical force. Man, uh, I've been waiting to ask you this. I can't wait to hear your answer. But you know, you're a big guy. You know, strong, and you you know, you're not like the skilled guy. You know, the little and all like that. Can you tell me, in your words, you know, in your opinion, how Cognito for the Miami Dolphins let um, Punk Martin, and they're both big guys. How is that possible, Mike? Uh, do uh, <laughs> a lot of that action. Uh, <laughs> you ever heard the word uh, uh, passive aggressive? Have you ever heard the word passive aggressive? All right. He's very passive. Very passive. Walking the street, no clothes. I mean, you know, he, 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 it's like me and you get up in the morning. He put his clothes on, he go to work. He's passive. He only has to be aggressive when he get on the line of scrimmage and play against a guy on the other side of him. So, being passive, incognito, got that. He, he said, you know what, I can, I can, I can, um, and I don't want to call it bullying or whatever, because we've all, we all been there. I've been there, everybody's been there. I don't understand, I don't understand the part when he, when he said, I want to kill you. And then it goes a little bit further. The passive aggression is fine. I mean, we all, you know, you rookie, two years, whatever, everything's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it in or whatever. You know, it, it, it wasn't like that with me. But to get to the next point where you have to go spend your hard-earned money on people, and all I can say is he was very passive on that situation. On that side, he, thought, he, he just took it outside of football. Now it's become personal and Agnito just took it to the next level because I don't know. They said that the, the coach said make him tough. You know just well. I know love. How do you? You can't make a football player tough. Mm-hmm. He, he have to be born with that heart. He have to be. That have to be already set. You know, you can tell him to challenge down a little bit, kind of like come down that, come down a little bit to make him tough. I think Agnito just took it to a totally different level outside of football. And did Barton leave because of that? That's why I say he's a very, very passive individual. And the reason I say this is because I was down in Mobile, Alabama. I've seen him. I've seen him two years ago when he came out of college. And I said to myself, if you don't get tougher than that, they're going to run him clean over. And... It's coming to terms right now that he's very, very passive. And that don't mean he's not a bad guy. He just, he just passes. You know, he's passive aggressive. Yeah, but Mike, how long do you think you would have took it before you snapped? I'll take it one day. One day. Yeah. Right. I'm take 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, love it. Can nobody tell me to spend $15,000 I want to Vegas pay for my Vegas trip? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's not going to happen here. But I'm not passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm not passive aggressive. So, you know, uh, it, it would take number thirty seconds, and, and we're not talking about resort, we uh, resort to violence. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen here. But see, Martin is is, is passive, so Incognito saw that. So 
Well, I didn't mess with nobody. Uh, Incognito didn't mess with anybody else on that team. He only messed with that guy, Martin. Right. You know, I, I just, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's become now, it's, it's very, very sad when you see both 300-pound guys and it's like, okay, you guys go in the back room, whoever comes out, okay, we're done with this deal. But you, you, you took the high road out. I'm gonna leave because I don't want to deal with it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people talk about he shouldn't have came and he broke the locker room silence. Do you believe that? Uh, you know, guys do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what is the locker room. Uh, uh, um, uh, what, what they what they calling it now? A code? Yeah. What's, code. what's the locker room code? Um, a love. Yeah. You know, um, uh, if I know a guy is smoking marijuana, if the coach don't ask me, I ain't gonna tell. But if the coach asks me, he smoke. Yeah. But if you don't ask me, I ain't gonna tell you, coach. But if you come ask me flat out, like, if Tommy smoking, yeah, he smoking. Because I'm not gonna lie to coach. Because I don't want the coach like me. But I'm not a relative. I'm just saying, you want a cool ethic, but also you want a code. No, if see that only can happen when guys let it. The captains of the team, or with their so-called captains, they're not captains. They are. They are. They are. They're, they're fillers. They're fillers because they 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 didn't want to uh, chastise incognito. Mm-hmm. You know, for what for whatever reason it is, you know, they didn't want to chastise incognito. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen here. Though. But you know, just as well as I know, you've been in the locker room. Guys know who to mess with, and who not to mess with. But everybody in the locker room don't get along. I, I tell you all the time, just because I play football with you, I don't hang out with you. I, this is a job. I feel like a job. So it, it's just one of those things where I, I call it passive aggressive. Do you think the coach really knew what was going on, or you think it's just like yes, the coach know what's going on? Yes, without a doubt, coach know everything about what's going on in his locker room. He don't have to say anything, but he know what's going on. He, he know, you know, he knew exactly what was going on. So, so they overlooked it, didn't they? What overlooked it? Uh, turn a deaf, uh, a deaf ear and a blind eye. However, they want to say it is. They're like he stood there and said, I'm the coach. I got to make sure that it's a pleasant environment to come to work in. First of all, love, you know just what I know. I'm going to work, and there's nobody going to punk me when I come through the door. Right. If anything going to be punked, Mike Davis is going to be going to punk him. But it didn't going to happen. But see, the coach knew that. Coach already knew. He, through camp, he already knew it. I mean, coach knew it. That's why he's like, I got to get this straightened out. You have to get it straightened out because now it ain't got the media. You know, once it gets to the media and, you yeah. know, YouTube and uh, Facebook and all that, it's been open. But, you know, think about how you not know it's not going to get to the media, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to get, get mad yeah. and tell, right? Right. You have guys Facebook in it. You have guys YouTube in the in the locker room. Yeah, everybody already knows that he was in the bar fight or whatever, you know. 
And, and, and I don't care about incognito pass. That, that don't, that, his pass don't bother me. When they say, oh, you know, he got kicked out of this school, he got, that don't bother me. Because the Indianapolis coach, general manager said they had his name on the draft. Do not draft incognito. But what did the Rams do? So somebody out there wanted him. So, I mean, you know, everybody knew about this guy. And then the Miami Dolphins knew about his past, too, so they knew they were bringing in. Oh, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't spoke to you, but we talked about this. But isn't it funny how when something happened to a player, everything come up in that class, don't it? I mean, this guy yeah. did this. I mean, like, but you never you see him like, oh, that's a great guy. But like I'm saying, Aaron Hernandez, is that amazing or what? Everybody knew Hernandez down in Florida. Everybody knew. Matter of fact, um, who was the coach for uh, um, Ohio State? Myers. Was it Myers? Aaron Myers took a leave of absence and said his heart, he was having heart problems, uh, trouble breathing and all this. Aaron Hernandez was at Florida. Mm-hmm. This guy, they know when they went to go get this guy out of the hood, uh, his well he stayed. They knew he was a bad actor. So you knew what you were bringing to Florida, but you wanted to win, though. The name of the game is win. We'll challenge this guy down. Now, all of a sudden, you leave and go to Ohio State. Fernandez get drafted by the New England Patriots. You give this guy uh, $80, $90 million. You just put, you know, another couple of laws on a fire, made a fire bigger. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm bigger than the law. That's all what happened. It's just, there's no supervision and there's no dialogue on what you're trying to do. They say that they're trying to uh, um, uh, curve his uh, uh, whereabouts fan acting, but that's not true, though. You know how money going to change. Well, they said they were duped. Say that again? The owner said they were duped, or the coaches that they didn't notice about her and then yeah, I mean, if I was Robert Kraps or whatever Kraps, I would say the same thing. I would say, oh, man, he fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can say that about Junior Sam. Remember Junior Sam played with the right. Patriots? <laughs> I mean, he said the same about Junior Well, I thought we were going to get a little bit more out of him that we got, that we got out of him. Well, you know, he wasn't due, but that's just a, a, a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? I, I gotta, I gotta, we got to figure this out. You know? Right, were you shot and amazed of all the stuff when you heard about Hernandez? No, I, I already knew where we come from. I already knew. I mean, that, that's his whole, um, that's his life. You see, money don't mean anything to him. Uh-huh. All he, you know, money didn't mean anything to him. He still wanted to be in that that, that whole thuggish mentality. You know, money didn't mean anything. So what, $87 million? It's unheard of. You know, you make $60 million now, oh, I got $20 million now. A lot of guys can't handle that, so it don't mean anything to them. All it means is it takes me longer to spend it. <laughs> you know, you give me $10,000, I'll spend it tomorrow. You give me $30 million now, ah, you know what? It takes me a little longer to spend it. I kind of thought that with Iver, Iver, Alan Iverson. It's the same thing. He wants to still be in that thug, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, he's, a, he's a very, very, very... They just retired his. He just retired here in Philly um, about about a month ago, right. and um, I can tell that he never learned from his mistakes because of uh, number one, 
your dress code. You retired. This is the last time that you're probably going to be in front of a lot of uh, other than getting in trouble. You got your cap turned to the side. You got T-shirt on. Something. So you never grew up. You're still that 18-year-old kid come out of Georgetown. That's my problem. My, my problem is you're still that same, that same mentality. You haven't changed it. I'm thinking that he's going to come in with a, with a, with a, with a nice suit on, you know, proper English. You know, he's not, you know, doing some slang out. Nope. Same old Allen Iverson. Isn't that like how they talk and the way they are kind of hurt them from getting the comeback? I mean, look at T.O. and all these guys that run them off and get that, that mentality like Iverson and nobody want to pick them up. You think that's not hurt them nowadays? Yes. Um, well, I think, uh, you know, T.O., uh, uh, his problem is uh, he have a lot of emotional problems. Uh, you know, I don't know if he uh, was, was brought up with a father. Um, I wasn't. Um, made out pretty good. But I always did. I didn't need, I had a lot of coaches, but I don't really need anybody to tell me I'm great because I had my mom, coaches tell me, you know, just, you know, you keep doing what you're doing. Things gonna work out for you. Great, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. Every, every time something set back, remember, Theo, um, Allen Iverson, those guys always want to blame other people, and that's a problem because they don't want to take anything up on themselves. You think that hurts players not having a father in their, in their life that's coming up? Oh, big time! Oh, big, big time! Big time! Because a woman can't a woman can't tell you everything to do that a man needs to do. That's what I'm saying. I had a lot of coaches, but you, you need that male figure in your life. But see, this this is what happened, and, and I don't want to get off the subject because uh, it goes a little deeper. What happens is they go get the kid, and the kid go play, mm-hmm. and then instead of putting the kid with a mentor that can mentor him, the agent tells them, "I got a cousin that does this right here," but the, the cousin don't have no idea where this kid comes from. So he can't relate to the kid. So what happens is he just puts somebody else. So it's a triple threat now. You pay the agent, the agent pays his cousin, the cousin pays somebody to watch it. So everybody getting paid except you. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now when something goes down, oh, Drew Rosenhaus had a, has his buddy to uh, oversee what's going down, you know, on Allen Iverson, Mike Davis, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. So they have no mentors. And when they get an agent, it's good to say, look, you know, just as well as I know, all the players, they love to say, oh, I let my agent handle that. Oh, I let my agent handle that. Keyshawn Johnson says, everybody that's professional football, they crazy if they don't write their own checks. He said, you're crazy. If you don't write your own check, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Because your agent shouldn't write no check with your name on it. You should write your own check. But a lot of guys don't know how to write a check. You ever thought about that? Well, a lot of guys don't know how to write a check. And I know it for a fact. I know it for a fact. A lot of guys don't know how to write a check. You know? So it's just one of those things where you you really need that, 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 that father figure. Now you have a lot of guys in the pro that don't have no business having that much money on hand at one given time. They're going to do it. 
So what you do is I'm going to go get my agent. And then my agent, in seven years, you don't know how to write a check. You don't know how to balance a check. Your agent will be buying a lot of different things from you, which is supposed to be your mentor. You look up, I'm $9 million. I don't have this more money in the bank. All right. You can't, don't give it to your mom. Your mama didn't graduate from high school, so she don't know how to balance a check either. Don't give it to your daddy because your daddy doesn't look at it. I'm just saying, so who do you trust? I trust the guy that went into the office that played golf with the guy that owns uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. He passed away, but I'm just saying. So I'm going to play golf with him, and he, he's going to sign you. And then I'm going to be your, uh, your, your your agent, and I can let you know where you want to put your money at. So you're going to put your money exactly where I tell you, and you only can get it out when you ask me for it. So in the meantime, I'm spending what I want to spend because I don't have to, you don't know what to look at. You don't know how to count, you know. A lot of guys are a lot of guys are shame. I mean, I don't know love. You see, we I, we've been at the game a while. You out for me, I got our name and stuff. A lot of guys don't understand that. A lot of guys they're, they're embarrassed. They're very embarrassed about that. That's why when we get when we get draft picked, the first thing they do is you heard Tom John the morning show. You heard him talk on TV. The first thing they say, uh oh, Cadillac just got a uh, million dollars stronger because the first yeah. day we go by, uh, escalate. Yep. That's the first thing we're going to buy. No, no, no. We, we, don't, we, we, we don't care how much we spend because we have $6 million. So to spend $80,000, no, that's nothing. Yep. You know, we, we don't go. We never say, let me go buy some stock from Coca-Cola. Let me go buy stock from Pepsi. You know, let me go buy these row houses right here. Fix them up. Section A, and I, I give somebody a place to stay. And then after football, I can just draw checks off of them, and then I'm comfortable. I don't have to go out, you know, pedal a uh, 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 chicken from dough to dough, you know? So it's just one of those things where, you know, when you say father figure, if that thing blows up into a big balloon and it trickles down sometimes because, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of strong, strong will, but there's a lot of guys out there that wasn't strong will, and now you see the repercussion. The repercussion is, you know, uh, look at look at Dennis Rodman. I mean, Dennis Rodman stayed right next door to me. I would never ever in my wildest dreams think this guy be out like that. Never would thought, <laughs> you know. And and I, I I know him personally. I mean, his two sisters and you know I'm, I'm like they were in the same project together. So it's just one of those things when you see it, you're like, oh my goodness. Right. Well, Mike, we only got one minute left to close, but. Again, I want to thank you for on the show, and um, shoot, let's let's go, man. You're gonna be doing great things um, coming out. We're gonna be doing some things together, aren't we, Mike? Oh yeah, yeah, great things. I'm I'm just looking forward to working with you and make sure that we can try to get these camps up and running, and and for the kids that that can't pay and the kids that can pay, and you know, put the kids to school. The whole matter thing is how many kids can we put in school? All right, Mike. And after my call, I'm call you now. All right, then. All right, thanks again for being on the show, Mike. Right. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Talk. All right, it's another great show. All right.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.